purpose. It fulfills God's call on my life to shepherd the flock in the Word in joyful confidence, surrounded with intimacy. This is humble boldness. Hey, welcome to Humble Boldness. Uh, this is Kevin Warner, pastor at Lighthouse Community Church. Hey, it's been a good morning so far. I got up uh, 5.10, 5.15, got some coffee going. Um, yeah, I've got a new French press. Been trying that out. That's been really fun. Although this morning I didn't grind it well enough, and so it was really coarse, I think is the right word. Maybe not. It was uh, the grounds are too big, and so it was really watered down. So I had a French press. It's a little one cup French press, and then I got some my pour over coffee here. And thank you to the Casey's, to Kathy especially, for sharing her Cancun, Mexico coffee with me. It's what I'm drinking this morning. It's good. All right. So our topic this morning, speaking of Cancun, Mexico, is global missions. There are many people out there who don't practice, don't believe in, don't even want anything to do with global missions. And I believe as a pastor, as a Christian, we need to be globally minded. We need to have this greater sense of our greater sense of just ourselves, you know, of, of, of the town we live in. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a huge heart for global missions. It's in my family. My brother, Sean, his family have been in Honduras for almost seven years now. I've been able to travel to do some global missions. And, you know, my experience is, is much less than some other people and pastors who have been you know, overseas or missionaries for, for many years. I have not. But for me, global missions is very important. I had this huge heart for it. You know, for me, there's part of the sense, too, that there's a uh, adventure to it. You're going to a new place. You're flying somewhere, new food, new people, new language, new culture. I love all that stuff. And you know, it kind of just sparks this interest in me that I want to go somewhere, try it out, see something different. I love food. <laughs> I love language. You know, I, I dabble in Greek and Hebrew, dabble in Spanish a little bit, and now a little bit in Lusoga. Um, and so when I go somewhere new, I want to just hear and learn and be a part of what they have. And probably buy some coffee because I'm just into that right now. Um, but but why? Why as a pastor, why as a church, why as a Christian should you be involved with global missions? And I think there's a couple things you should all do with global missions, but praying, going, giving, um, just expanding your knowledge of it. But, but let's start with why first. I believe first that we're called to do it that there's a sense that all throughout scripture, we're to go to all nations. You know, the Great Commission, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Throughout Revelation, even throughout, I was thinking the book of Daniel I was preaching earlier this year, there's this sense of all peoples, all languages, all tribes, all nations. God doesn't just care about, you know, me, white person in the Midwest, in Iowa, um, I'm very white. <laughs> I mean, um, English speaker. God doesn't just have a heart for that. He does, but he has a heart for people in Africa. He has a heart for people that speak 
Spanish and French people in Australia. He has a heart for people who don't believe in him. I mean, this is this is the God of the universe we're talking about. He has a heart for all nations, and we are to have that heart also. We are to mimic his heart, his love and desire for all people, and then to go and follow and to be disciples to all nations. And that means traveling, that means going, that means praying for, that means maybe doing Zoom calls or Facebook or, you know, having a relationship with people who are not close by to us. Now, I live in Iowa, I live in America, and so my experience with, you know, the materially poor is is pretty minimal. There, there, there's homeless people, there's poor people around me that go to my church even, um, but not like it is in other countries. I've seen people who live in shacks. I've seen malnourished. I've seen families of you know 10 people crammed into a really small place. I've seen people who just were overjoyed to be given food or that needed a well for well, fresh, clean water. I mean, it opens my eyes to poverty. It opens my eyes to what I do have to give appreciation to that. You know, there's some people that say, I never want to travel. I never want to have a passport. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, I want to fill up my passport. I want to go to places. I'd love to travel to Greece and Israel and Europe. I'd love to travel to you know, places around Africa or Asia, you know, China, Japan, just one to see other cultures, but two to experience more things. I mean, it just, it gives me this greater perspective of, of God's goodness that he loves all people, that he has made people unique and different and, and, who I am and what I'm supposed to be. Now, as a church, let me talk about that first, then we'll talk about individually. You know, how do you as a church, how do you as a pastor kind of think through global missions? And and that's really hard because you can't take your whole church on a mission trip. There are some people that will never go on a mission trip. They don't have the means to, they don't have the desire to, they don't have the physical strength to. Um, so how do you as a church, as a pastor, encourage your church globally? Um, I think first, you as a pastor have to go. You have to be excited about it. You have to bring back pictures of you with other people. And I think bringing other pastors to your church from those countries. We've had Pastor Arturo from Himato Eterno in Honduras come. I would love to have Pastor Julius come and preach to us. That would be amazing from Uganda but having other pastors come too. So going, uh, infusing your prayer life in it as a church, giving money to it, talking about it regularly, getting more people involved in it than just yourself or your staff. Um, There's a reason for all this too, I'll mention in the end, but uh, as individuals too, I think there's a couple things we need to be thinking about. One is, are you praying globally? David Platt has always encouraged me in his 
sense of praying for the unreached. Um, there's some great websites out there. If you just kind of type in and Google pray for the unreached, you'll see all kinds of websites that focus especially on unreached people groups, nations all around the world that have never heard of Jesus. I mean, how can they hear if we don't go? How can they believe if they're not told? So we need to be praying for other nations. Get a globe, get a map, just pray for other people. I need to do that more myself. (laughs) Um, Increase your knowledge. I mean, you know, there's some of these great websites I was just telling you about. Um, Joshua Project is one of them. Where you just go in and read about other nations, increase your knowledge. I would encourage you to give also. Um, we just gave the other day as a family to um, what some Becky Ministries. I probably just butchered that. Sorry, Erica. <laughs> Erica was uh, a friend of ours in seminary who is now in um, in Africa and doing ministry there. She kind of home bases out of um, um, out of Colorado, but then goes down to Africa also and uh, does ministry there. So we have that partnership in our family. We also have two kids that we we sponsor, Mauricio in Honduras, and um, we also have Shanta in Uganda. So we give to them, we write to them, we pray for them. And I would encourage you to go. I mean, go with your family. I would, I, I'm so excited for the day I get to take my kids with me on a mission trip. I share pictures with them. I share videos. I always try and like FaceTime or do, you know, talk to my kids, my wife when I'm on a mission trip. But go, go somewhere, not just on vacation, but take your family on a family mission trip, whether that's in the States or to one of our partners at Lighthouse, Uganda or Honduras. And that kind of leads me to my next thing is that, you know, how did we kind of get into where we are? We have two global partners. We have Honduras and we have Uganda. A big part of that was um, the missions team and my brother Sean and Whitney. Now, the missions team is a meeting for longer than I've been at church. I just kind of helped formulate it and grow it. Uh, but they've been meeting and praying and thinking through local and global and how can we help our people serve. And so we met early on about four or five years ago now and just started to pray and ask questions at that point, we had done a mission trip to Haiti, and that was really it. We had a lot of um, ideas. We had just one local partner in Freedom for Youth, and so we started to expand. We did lots of things. We did lots of um, you know, local partnerships, and we kind of kept bringing local partners to the church, and how many can we get? And then we began to talk to my brother, Sean, because he was a missionary, about, okay, what have they done? What, what mistakes have they made? How can we learn and grow from them? And then in 2016, we went on our first vision trip to Honduras, not even to do a mission trip. We just wanted to see what they did. And we just fell in love with it. We just wanted to go back and back and back. And so um, we've done a mission trip, including that vision trip, uh, since 2016. So 16, 17, 18, 19 We'll see if we do one in 2020. It was canceled for this summer, but hopefully in the fall we can do something. And then 
we have done trips to Uganda. And Uganda came about by a family, the Hicksons in our church, who adopted two kids from an orphanage in Uganda. And we just kind of started a relationship up with, with that orphanage and with the pastor there, Julius, and gave some funds and just kind of began to talk to them. And uh, yeah, and so it turned into this amazing partnership. And then we, we did a vision trip, we did a mission trip, and I went on the second mission trip. So we've been there three times now, and my eyes were just opened and fell in love with Uganda when I went back in um, January 2020. I'm hoping to go again in January 2021, hopefully if this pandemic has calmed down. But all that to say, I really believe that global missions should inspire local missions. And I'll talk more about local missions on this podcast in another episode, but global missions should inspire, should encourage, should be a catalyst toward local missions because you can't go live, unless you're a missionary, um, full all the time overseas. You need to be a pastor local, that's what you're called to, and then encourage your people to yeah, go on mission trips, support, give, but then to infuse what you've learned back into your church to do it locally. We've, we've, had this desire and we're still growing in it to affect um, schools like Studebaker or schools like Carlisle or neighborhoods like the Meadows or Lynn Crossing. That is a huge part of my passion is to reach out to Lynn Crossing the Meadows. I just, I see it out my window every Sunday, not just every Sunday, but every day of the week I'm at my office and I just pray and yearn for those lost people there to come to know Jesus and come to our church. But that's a different story. but I really believe that global needs to infuse local. So my question to you, podcast listeners, Lighthouse, if you're listening, do you have a heart? Do you have a passion for global missions, for ministries that are not close to you? And if you don't, why not? Are you giving? Are you going? Are you praying? Are you informed even of your need, your desire, or the desire that God has for you to have a desire to go to people across the world. So, Lighthouse, be inspired. Be the light of Christ, not just to your neighbors, but to your neighbors far away in other countries. And uh, please pray for our friends in Honduras and Uganda, especially in this time as they're suffering with the same pandemic we are. Hey, love you guys. Thank you for joining me for Humble Boldness. This is Kevin signing off.